Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Michael Bratton of That SEC Podcast. And as always, Mike, appreciate you joining us. How you doing, man? Doing great, guys. Thanks for having me, as always. So let's just start with uh, this weekend, because we know that there are a few games that uh, we'll have to talk about and dive into, but the one we care about the most here is Arkansas and LSU. Battle for the Golden Boot. Arkansas had a very disappointing game against Liberty last week. Everybody thought Arkansas would win that one. They did not. They're at 5-4. and four. LSU beat Bama. A lot of people didn't think they'd do that, but they did, and now they're in the controlling seat of the SEC West Division title. What in the world do you make of this game, and does Arkansas stand much of a chance against LSU? Yeah, I definitely think they do, John, but uh, before I even get to the game, apparently every game you asked me about last week I got wrong, so good news is I like LSU to win, so uh, that's probably going to help the Razorbacks this weekend. But, you know, after last week, losing to Liberty, not just losing to them, but the fashion you did, I mean, the strengths of your program or weaknesses against a a non-Power 5 opponent, I mean, that's just pathetic. But, you know, who better to get get up off the mat and and face than a top-10 LSU Coming in after that huge, epic Alabama night game victory, they're going to be on cloud nine. Arkansas has got something to prove. And if they can't man up and play with this team and try to out-physical them, then they have just given up on the season. So I do like this spot for Arkansas. And if I, if you were to tell me right now that K.J. Jefferson was 100 and we're getting the K.J. that we know and love, I would pick Arkansas to win this game. But with his status, you know, unclear seemingly, unless anything's changed in the last couple hours. I just can't pick Arkansas to win this game, but I do think it's going to be very, very competitive. Mike, what do you see as being the keys for both teams if they're able to win the game? Uh, I think for Arkansas, it starts with, you know, we know that the defense is an issue, but where the defense is strong is getting after the passer. And LSU, they do have two outstanding true freshman offensive tackles, but they're still freshmen, and true freshmen at that Alabama kind of had their way with them. They got a lot of pressure on Jane Daniels. And that, that ball game, I believe, at halftime, it was 7-6. to six, so like It was a one-point game. So it was uh, you know tough going for LSU's offense for much of that game against Alabama. I'm certainly not sitting here saying Arkansas is going to limit them to, to 7 or 10 points. But I think the pass rush can get to Jane Daniels, make Jane Daniels beat you from the pocket. That is not something – that he has really shown he can do this season, uh, where good news for Arkansas, if they can get that physicality back, if they can get that ground game going, LSU is really poor defending the run. Now, I thought they would have more against Liberty, so uh, they have to do a 180 in what they did, 14 tackles for loss last week Arkansas gave up. If they have something like that again, they're going to be in big trouble. But I, I, I expect a rebound. Yeah, that's kind of the thing is where Arkansas is always, you know, under Sam Pittman, they've rebounded well at times, and late in the season they're usually playing their best football. But that's what makes this Liberty loss so uh, puzzling and in this LSU game so strange. And honestly, you know, you brought up the defense. I think that even though the topic has been KJ and that quarterback situation, I get it. But to me it's about if the defense can slow down Arkansas or the defense can slow down LSU and at least give Arkansas a chance, keep them in the game keep them in the fourth quarter, even if K.J.'s not there, I still feel like that that's a huge benefit for Arkansas. I feel like that Arkansas would find themselves in a great position to win. It's just a matter of 
can Arkansas keep from getting down 21 nothing, 28 nothing, whatever it is, which they've done so many times this year? Yeah, and, you know, LSU, it's not like they have a high-flying offense. Their offense is basically Jane Daniels looks at one receiver. If he's not there, he takes off and runs. So, you know, keep Jane Daniels in that pocket. Like I said, that's going to be paramount to, to getting this one. That was key to them beating Alabama. Um, and I certainly think Arkansas can do that. Um, one other thing is, you know, LSU's pass defense, it's, we all know the Arkansas guys they got, but they, they also hit that portal for some safeties. This is a retooled secondary with Jaden Hazelwood, with Matt Landers. I like Arkansas's matchups when it's talking their receivers and Trey Knox, throw him into that mix against LSU's defensive backs. But, again, I don't, I don't know what we can – come to expect from Arkansas's passing but there should be some advantages to take advantage of that LSU secondary another big game taking place in the SEC and Mike you've been saying it all along that Alabama had these tough games that they were playing on the road and they've dropped two they're on the road again this week against Ole Miss how do you see that one yeah I mean if Lane Kiffin's ever going to beat his dad Nick Saban this seems like the perfect time to get it done but a little bit different, Joe. I mean, Neyland Stadium, Death Valley, Bot Hemingway. I mean, one of those does not fit with the other. It, it, at times this season, Ole Miss has, has had a hard time even getting fans to show up. And they've got the longest home winning streak in like 50 years there. I don't know what the problem is there, but if they could get that crowd engaged, this could be another uh, unfriendly environment for the Crimson Tide. I just I don't think it's going to be quite that bad for Alabama. Now, of course, Ole Miss had two weeks to prepare. What wrinkles will Lane Kiffin have for this Alabama defense? I'm, I'm fascinated to see that. I do think Ole Miss covers. But I think Bryce Young, even last week, he played maybe a B, B-plus game, and they nearly won on the road against a top-ten team. I know Ole Miss is number 11. I don't know if they're really – I still don't know what L, uh, Ole Miss is this season. I, I know they're dynamic on the ground. And that's about all I know because Jackson Dart is, is hit or miss. If this turns into a shootout, who are you going to take, Bryce Young or Jackson Dart? I don't care where the game is played. I'm taking Bryce Young. So I think Alabama does win, but I like Ole Miss and the 12-point uh, underdogs right there. You know, one of the things about Alabama is people have been bringing up is like, oh, this is the, the, the dynasty's over. Oh, the era of Nick Saban's dominance is, is slowly coming to an end. This is This is the pure sign of it. I don't know how you feel about it, Mike, but I look at it as, I don't know, programs and dynasties, they usually start coming to an end. They usually are starting to lose games big. You know, they start to have kind of embarrassing moments. But Alabama, yeah, they've lost two games this year, and they have not looked as dominant as before. But they lost in the final play of the game in both games. One of them was a Tennessee field goal, and the other one was a two-point conversion play that LSU ran, where if they don't get it, then Bama wins. So I, I just have a hard time believing that, listen, Nick Saban and his Alabama team, are they're not as great as what they have been. But I'm not going to be closing the door on Nick Saban and the dominating era that he has just because he's had two games lost on the road in hostile environments on the last play of the game. Right, and hey, I want it to be over. Just because I don't think, I don't think it's too fun going in every season just expecting Alabama to kill everybody and run through the SEC. Uh, but you know that's a great point, and I think even that Tennessee game, you say it was a field goal that beat him. Alabama kicked a field goal. 40 seconds before that, had they made that kick, they would have won. So, yeah, I mean, they are two away from being undefeated, being number one in the country. But that being said, John, if they lose three out of four in the SEC, I'm ready to say that uh, 
you know, I, I think the dynasty is dead. I mean, three out of four, you're losing. Now, that doesn't mean they're not going to win another SEC title. They may even win another national championship. But they clearly have the best individual player in all of college football right now, Bryce Young. And this will be two years in a row they do not win the national championship. What does that say about where that program's at? And they're having to go into the portal to shore up their roster year in and year out. I don't know. I mean, I mean, the signs are there that uh, you know this is they're on a decline, but there's of course they're still elite. Georgia taking on Mississippi State on the road. Now we know that Mississippi State has the ability, from an offensive standpoint, to put up some points. So what is it you see that they could do to possibly give Georgia some problems? Um, maybe Georgia doesn't make their way to the stadium. I mean, Georgia's on another level. Right? <laughs> The only other thing, I mean, Georgia at times, yeah, they look dominant in, in certain games, and then other games it's like they fail to show up. So maybe, you know, if, if they play down to the level of their competition, it seems like that's going to be a tough ask, given that they just whooped Tennessee at home. I don't really think that's that's even a game Georgia, certainly they got up for it, but I don't think there's going to be a hangover because beating Tennessee is, is not the goal for Georgia. The goal is getting to the playoff, winning another national championship. So, yeah, I think it really kind of comes down to that. Mississippi State has looked dreadful against Alabama. Alabama and Georgia, of course, run a very similar defense. So I don't think there's going to be a ton of success for Mississippi State. I think Georgia, you know, turn, it's going to it's going to take turnovers. It's going to take Mississippi State uh, having success on the ground, which for whatever reason uh, they are unable to do uh, against most elite SEC competition. They don't even try to do it. And last week. Will Rogers threw something like 58 passes in a game. They nearly lost to Auburn, which had just fired its coach. So I don't think Mississippi State's got a prayer in this game. You know, it's funny in this game, too, and also with Georgia, just uh, the way that they looked against Tennessee, I think everybody's starting to see that Georgia's kind of separated themselves. But Mississippi State is also, like, you talk about teams that are hard to figure out. It feels like they're a good team. They've had some decent wins this year. But then when you start really breaking it down and thinking about it, it's like they beat A&M, who's not good this year. Arkansas has definitely had their struggles. They won that one without K.J. Jefferson. And they beat Auburn. And that's really their only SEC victories right now. So I'm just kind of thinking, I'm like, it's hard for me to really say that Mississippi State may have a chance in this Georgia game because, to me, Mississippi State actually doesn't look as good of a team as what they did even last year. Right, and they had an opportunity to win at LSU. They should have won that game. They kept LSU in the ball game. Then they got dominated in the fourth quarter. Kentucky was coming off that terrible loss to South Carolina. Uh, they should have beat uh, Kentucky that week. I mean, this has just been a, a season of, of giving games away from Mike Leach and company. And I'm not sitting here saying we should fire Mike Leach because I, I, he's entertaining, but I think it's fair to say he's not done that good of a job. I mean, this this should have been his best team yet. I pegged him as a eight or nine win team, and you know I think they're going to be lucky to win seven games this season. Texas A&M taking on Auburn on the road. Texas A&M hasn't played good as of late. And uh, Auburn dealing with an interim head coach in Cadillac Williams. How do you see this one? Well, Joe, this is why I love SEC football. We got two teams. I believe they're both on five-game losing streaks, yet it's a sellout. This is this is going to be Auburn's big recruiting weekend here with Cadillac Williams. I love to see the storyline there. They're still fighting hard for Cadillac. You know, here in the South, we just this means so much to us, even during down season. So I'm very interested to see this game. A&M can't stop the run. 
That's all Auburn can do, so clearly that favors the Tigers. But A&M does have uh, Connor Wigman, their true freshman, the one game he did start against Ole Miss. He was, at times, incredible. Four touchdown passes. They had the ball with an opportunity to, to win it late. They didn't get it done. Devon Ochain, that's one thing. I think in all this A&M misery, people are overlooking. Devon Ochain may be the best running back in the country. Uh, they can't block for him. <laughs> at times, the quarterbacks have been dreadful, yet this guy is number one in the SEC in all-purpose yards. So I think he's going to have a big day, kind of a back-and-forth style game. But I, <laughs> I'm not picking A&M to win a football game. But give me Auburn in, in one of the ugliest games of the weekend. So if they lose this game, I'm talking about A&M, if they lose this game with an interim coach and how bad Auburn's been and all of that, I know we keep bringing it up, but, I mean, is, is something happened after this? Like, is something happened at the end of the season? Because you're telling me A&M, they, they have UMass, and then they have LSU, which for all intents and purposes, LSU looks like the far superior team. I mean, they're they're staring down a final record of three or a four and eight, assuming that they would beat UMass. But losing to Auburn on the road – that could uh, that could be some sort of nail in the coffin for some things. Yeah, no doubt. If they lose this game, John, they're they're dead last in the West. I think they clinch it. So I, I mean, I turn around and fire Jimbo Sunday, uh, but of course I don't got eighty six million, whatever it is, to to, to buy him out. But uh, you know, you got to think that going in, and this is just sad to say, but this is where it is there in College Station. I mean, he'd be on the hottest of hot seats, coaching for his job against UMass. And i got to be honest with you, I, I don't know anything about mess. I, I assume i got to win that game. But if they lose that game, <laughs> I mean, how do you bring him back? I don't know. But, uh, yeah, this, A&M should win this game by about 30 points. But, again, I'm expecting Auburn to win it. It should be a tight ball game. I, I think the odds makers got Auburn as a, as a one, one-and-a-half point favorite, depending on where you look. And that's just pathetic. A&M seems to show some patience, uh, more so than Auburn, maybe LSU, and especially with that much money on the line, 86 mil, you would think that they would try to at least let it play out and give them next season before they're, they're going to jump to any decisions, uh, assuming that they do win the last couple of games of the season. Yeah, well, I tell you what, Joe, I think the rest of the SEC loves to see the patience there in college station. It's not going to get any better. I mean, he, his – program at Florida State, this is the same thing happened, and they were dreadful at the tail end of, of that. He had Jamison Winston, uh, Winston who was a, a, what you know, say what you want about him in the NFL. He was a, a generational quarterback. If he could get another Jameis Winston there in A&M, maybe they got a prayer, but uh, I don't see that happening anytime soon. Okay, so now we got to look at just the grand scheme of things when it comes to the college football playoff and the teams that are there in the four. Obviously, with Tennessee losing, they were the the team out on the outside looking in, but you got Georgia, you got Ohio State, uh, Clemson lost as well, so they, they were put out. You got you got two TCU there into the mix as well. But just what what do you think of the makeup of this college football playoff? Because we know TCU's got a big game against Texas. Uh, like, how does this work, and what are the possibilities of uh, the SEC teams getting two of those teams in there? Yeah, I still think it's really good, job because. I mean, Tennessee could drop one of these last three, but they're going to be heavy favorites in all of them as long as Georgia wins at a SEC championship. And, and again, they're going to be prohibitive favorites in all their games. Uh, I think it looks very likely because Ohio State and Michigan have to play each other. TCU's got a couple tough games coming up here. Um, I mean, I think TCU's going to lose. And, obviously, one of the, 
Michigan or Ohio State's got to lose, and I don't think it matters which one because if you look at Michigan's non-conference schedule, it's a joke. Ohio State is now seemingly struggling against teams like Northwestern somehow. So, uh, yeah, as long as the SEC teams, Tennessee and Georgia, take care of business, I think it's a lot that the SEC gets two teams. And my only kind of intrigue there is, does the playoff committee want a rematch in the semifinals, or will they keep Tennessee and Georgia away from each other? And I cannot wait uh, to see the rest of the country complain for couple weeks if it is Georgia and Tennessee in the national championship uh we've never had two teams in the same division playing for the national championship but that'd be pretty wild Mike uh you think that TCU will lose at some point but specifically this game taking on Texas this week they're undefeated but they're an underdog so what do you think about that game I mean it just shows the lack of respect that you will have for uh TCU right I mean Texas I don't think is that good I know a lot of the analytics think Texas is good, but um, their best win of the season is a narrow defeat to Alabama. So, uh, yeah, I don't think TCU – I think they'll probably go down this week. Quinn Ewers is back for Texas, I do believe. So uh, this is another kind of prove-it game for Sarkeesian. That's another guy. You want to talk hot seat. I know he's relatively new there, but he's not shown anything other than the, the ability to recruit, and I'm sure that has got more to do with NIL than anything else. Uh, I think Sarkeesian really needs to win some of these these games to prove he's the guy down there at Texas. I'm not convinced that he will be the head coach of the Texas Longhorns by the time they get into the SEC. I, I think uh, they, if they falter down the stretch here, you know everybody's looking at Lane Kiffin going to Auburn. I'd, I'd try to get Lane Kiffin to Austin, Texas, and uh, you know I, I think that would position them really well for the time they get into the SEC. Well, I got to ask you this too, Mike, because we always like playing scenarios, but I want to play it out this way. Say if LSU goes undefeated the rest of the way and they beat Georgia, who's also undefeated in the SEC championship game, and say TCU loses to Texas this weekend, would that be a possibility of having three SEC teams into the college football playoff? Because you can't not have LSU two loss SEC champion in there, but at the same time, would you think the committee would pull the trigger and have three SEC teams in there if they felt see fit? Yeah, I mean, it would, it would obviously be tougher on Tennessee, but then again, you'd look and say, well, hell, they just destroyed the SEC champions in Baton Rouge. So there there would certainly be a case to be made for the Vols. Uh, I, I think it you know, I think it depends on how that SEC championship game went, but it, but if it's a blowout or not. I don't know that they really lead Georgia out, but it, it, be, it may be hard to, to put them in. Let's say they lose by like 20 points to LSU. So maybe that would slide Tennessee above them. I don't know if because that game was in Athens. I also think Tennessee, if you're really going to put them in as a third team, they have just got to obliterate these last three teams they play. And they should, Missouri, South Carolina, and Vanderbilt. Like, like they'll have to kill them. Uh, otherwise, you know, I, 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 if, if any of those games are close, I don't think Tennessee's getting into a, a, a third team in the college football playoff from the SEC. Could be chaotic, but that's what makes it so much fun, especially with college football. We'll see how this weekend goes. Mike, as always, man, we appreciate you joining us. Enjoy the weekend of college football, man. We'll catch up with you next week, all right? Absolutely. Take care, guys.